my angels. I'm back for another episode. Hello. Thanks for being here. Today I want to chat all about your inner critic and how to silence the inner critic. How to recognize and address the negative voice in your head. Um, Self-fulfilling prophecies. The opinions you have of yourself, which is sort of a heady topic to talk about because it's so much easier said than done and giving advice on this is so much easier than applying it in real life to yourself. So we'll see if anything that I that I say can help my own self because this is definitely something that I for sure struggle with and I'd love to learn how to break the cycle of negative self-talk and I've done some headspace meditations on this and I've listened to some podcasts on this and I've read about this. So I'm compiling information from a bunch of different resources, but anything specific that I wrote down, I will try to cite so that you can maybe reference back to the source and get some, you know, insights for yourself. So yeah, I think that the biggest thing is that sometimes I've convinced myself that I am a certain way and I can feel the tension between what I want and what I think I'm capable of or what I need versus what I can actually realistically get. And... I won't keep this so vague. So right now I'm really having a lot of struggle with self-promo for my music, for this album that I've been trying to work on and that I am working on, getting super close to finally wrapping up. It's now I'm at the hardest part of the entire process, arguably for myself, which is what to do with it, which is like AKA like starting to play this game of like, PR and shopping it around and pitching it to people and sending emails and schmoozing and I feel like my inner critic really is triggered when I have to represent myself and be advocating for myself and especially like just like that blind inner confidence and self-esteem like harnessing that for creative projects for me is a big struggle and I'm getting in my own way like the song says I'm being my own worst enemy and I think that the idea the concept of standing in your own way is like the 
different versions of yourself are having conflict. There's the inner negative critic inside that is in some ways just protecting you from getting your feelings hurt, but in other ways blocking you from visualizing what you want. And I think visualization could be maybe one of the tools to combat this negative self-talk because you can try to see yourself as well, as safe, as secure, as loved, and picture what in your mind it looks like to be successful and what it looks like to have these goals be met so for me it's like visualizing like who's my dream label who's my dream collaborators who's like my dream writers and dream press outlets like all of this needs to be things that I'm able and capable of even believing could happen and visualizing and like the first step to manifest any of this is just believing that it is possible and I think the friction that comes with the inner critic is you get in your own way of even just taking the first step and fully plunging into just a place of secure confidence and that notion of the healthy confidence like what does it look like to not have a cringy ego And instead to just be secure and self-assured. Like what is the line and where do we benefit from sometimes crossing it and sometimes having this like crazy ego where we're like, I'm the best. Because if you're not believing in yourself, especially for creative projects, like who is going to and how are you going to get the funding And not just for creative projects, but also for businesses. I've been talking a lot to my husband about this. And they own a restaurant with another person. And they have investors. So they have a business partner and investors. And it's like, do you know how many people are involved in that project? That if one of the business partners had any like insecurities they wouldn't have had that many people back them. Like you don't get anywhere by doubting yourself. That self-doubt is the biggest hurdle. And yet when we see people who are overly confident and overly, you know, identify with the ego and the self, it's tacky and it's, hard to watch and it's also like hard to interact with when you know that person in real life and there's like the online you the social media you that version of you sometimes is like a different version than who you really are and there can be an advantage of that if you're an artist or a musician or creative whatever filmmaker writer you need people online to believe that you've got something worth looking at or worth consuming and it's so funny I feel like these days 
you have to hire so many people to even like get your hat in the ring and it can really wear down on an artist's confidence and it does wear down on my confidence personally. So what are things we can do to not stand in our own way? Don't sink your own mood and don't be your own worst enemy, you know? So um, one of the things that I came across in some of my research, so there's this Dr. Dr. Ethan Cross, K-R-O-S-S, wrote this book called Chatter, The Voice in Our Head, Why It Matters, and How to Harness It. So a lot of the stuff I'm about to talk about is from him and his research. And he proposed the idea of distant self-talk. So referring to yourself as your own name. Like reframing the advice for as if it's for another person. Entering advice-giving mode. So when I'm having a negative thought about myself, recognizing it and instead replacing it with Rachel. So let's see if I can figure this out. So like instead of me being like, I'm so lame that I can't figure out what to do with this record that I want to release. Stepping back and being like, Rachel, what are you going to do with this record? What's your best bet to release this? What are some ideas? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Just that split second of removing yourself from the equation a little bit, I think it gives you that distance that it's so much easier to give advice to a friend than yourself so just reframe it as if you're you know seeking advice from someone who's not you and mental time travel was another thing so how am I going to feel about this next morning next month next year etc so this record like putting it out I'm so stressed out about it but hopefully this time next year it will be out so the stress will be you know how will this be perceived and and is it performing well and am I selling copies of it you know there's like a whole new stress that will enter and so just recognizing like this is a temporary problem so I don't need to get too overwhelmed by it because it's going to pass and just having that you know awareness to be able to time hop either to the the future or to the past like if you've been through something like this before I've already put out records not a full length but I've put out EPs I've put out singles I've played this game before I've pitched it around to people before I've gotten people to write about it before I've gotten songs in the radio before and in movies and tv shows and all kinds of weird cool amazing opportunities so why is this time feel like this when I already have the you know hindsight of past releases it should be easier but it it doesn't feel any easier but it's just sort of 
the mental time travel, knowing that I've done this before, I'm going to get through this. I think that can be a really validating tool to work against the negative talk in your head. And another thing would be to create order around yourself, compensatory control. So when our thoughts are racing and we're feeling frazzled we can compensate by controlling other areas in our lives or performing some rituals or something to just distract yourself I think reflexively a lot of people do engage in behaviors that can be like nervous habits and like nail biting or hair twirling or something but I think if you can be mindful enough to do something intentionally, like take a sip of water or take a walk around the block or whatever, instead of allowing yourself to, you know, shame spiral over something, I think the more and more that you can condition yourself to do that when you feel those inclinations of negativity start brewing the easier it starts to get to recognize the patterns and to prevent the you know negative conversation from even starting so and yeah another idea is to just have people to talk to about this like a person that's designated that you can go to when you're having these intense moments of negativity and to snap yourself out of it and to remind yourself of all the strengths that you possess and to gas you up and yeah like you would speak to your friend so much kinder than sometimes you would naturally speak to yourself and so seek out that friend who is that for you and know who to turn to and know who not to turn to. I think that is very crucial. A lot of it's about perspective, being able to maintain a positive outlook. And I think when you have so much negativity in your head, you start losing the perspective because you're so hyper-focused on whatever's going on that's causing the negativity so if you make a mistake and you're beating yourself up about it and it's just getting worse and worse and worse it's just growing to levels that it it doesn't need to it's really hard to even see that the mistake wasn't even a big deal in the first place because you've given so much weight to it with all these negative thoughts that just do they snowball like one bad thought does just breed more bad thoughts so just wherever you can try to keep that perspective and don't lose sight of yourself which is a funny thing to say but yeah I mean it's all in your head so once you can figure out that it's freeing and it should be you know leading to clarity clarity and hope and positivity is all you can really focus on to rid yourself of negativity and 
So do stuff that's fun, like embrace joy, engage yourself in things that are like guaranteed to make you feel lighthearted and to laugh, maybe brush up on some of your old favorite materials, like favorite books, favorite movies, favorite podcasts, like things that'll make you happy. Like I said, calling that friend, calling that person that will snap you out of it, just really shaking your perspective up like a 180 on where you're at. So like physical motion, like going for that walk is a really good way of just changing the energy that you have. It's really just about believing yourself for only the positive and not the negative. The more you do it, the more it becomes second nature. And the more that you're focusing on the bad, like it's not going to minimize itself. It's only going to fester and grow. And you're really only spiting yourself by getting in your own way and souring your own moods. And yes, it's easier said than done. I will totally admit that. But maybe even just listening to something like this, like having tools to reference back to that will shake you out of it. Something that I like to remind myself about intrusive thoughts is that even though you're having a thought over and over again, it doesn't make it any more true. There is no more weight to something in your head that you keep saying over and over again to yourself than what is really what's happening at hand. The intrusive nature of negative thoughts allows us to believe that there's more validity to them than the positive thoughts for some reason. And I don't know what that is, but if you have any sort of obsessive compulsive tendencies, you'll be able to relate to this. And I had a lot of this, a lot of intrusive thoughts when I was pregnant about something going wrong with my pregnancy. And I just kept it was a spiral of negativity that I was convincing myself that the likelihood something was like more probable because I kept thinking about it over and over again. But in reality, like it is just a thought and we need to be able to recognize when having a negative thought over and over again is harming us and when it's getting in the way of us believing something that is true you know, it, it's, we can really play crazy tricks on ourselves. So yeah, I think one of my final points will be just exercise radical self-acceptance and self-compassion, just no matter what, even on the days that you feel really bad about yourself, even when you're rejected even when you're losing confidence and steam and even when you don't have the money to put towards your creative pursuits and whatever obstacles are in your way, like it just has to be like radical self-acceptance and self-love and self-compassion and embracing 
you, no matter which version is presenting itself and where you are in your, you know, quest for finding yourself, it's the second that you start accepting and loving yourself in a really like wildly radical way, I think that's how you can start finding that inner confidence. And I think it's just about loving yourself with no conditions, just unconditional love for yourself, the way that you would a friend, a family member, any loved one. It shouldn't be any different. It is different. It's different for me, but it shouldn't be any different. So I think the more that you just remind yourself that you deserve every single thing that you are hoping and dreaming and believing that is possible for yourself, you know, why stand in your own way? Someone else and something else down the line inevitably will stand in your way. So why would you also stand in your way it's like there's no reason to some that some obstacle will present itself for why you can't do something but it shouldn't be you <laughs> like it sounds so silly to say this out loud right now but I obviously need to hear it so I'm saying it and I think you just need to communicate with the care that you would another person and that's the idea of the distant self-talk treat yourself like a friend take yourself out for like a little date like have fun with yourself more and be sweeter to yourself and stop acting like it's normal to be mean to yourself it's not and like it's literally all in your head so yeah I hope this makes you feel better. I hope this resonates with you. It's making me feel a little better. I'm definitely feeling like I don't need to be as harsh on myself as I think I do. And it's not getting me anywhere. It's really just holding me back. So (sighs) I love you, angels. This has been another episode of the many versions of you. And I'm tired, so I'm out of here. Ciao.